Hello, I'm Mike Morin, and it's time to celebrate life's second acts. This is Reset. 40 is the new happy. Sue Fay West has reinvented herself in a field that most of us could benefit from. Today, she is a certified organizer coach. But there was a time when Sue dealt with her own self-doubt, despite having worked in the corporate world at the vice president level. Then, she was laid off and wondered, now what? Well, it turns out that somebody noticed how good she was at organizing and suggested that she do it professionally. Today, Sue helps the chronically disorganized, be it due to anxiety, ADHD, or lack of focus. So, Sue, I mentioned that you were laid off uh, earlier in your corporate life. Was that more painful or more of a relief at the time? Oh, it was painful at first. It felt like a betrayal. I had been at the company for a long time. I had been through layoffs. We had reorganized. I had done so much, and and I loved it. It was a smart kind of job. I learned a lot every day, so it felt like a betrayal at first. But then later, you get to the silver lining part, and I I would not change a thing. I never look back. No regrets. So who suggested that you might make a successful professional organizer to get that kind of endorsement? must have felt good. It did, and it was from a senior manager who I had become friendly with after I got laid off. She came up to give me cooking lessons because when I was married, my husband did all the cooking, and so now I had to learn to cook. So she came up, and while we were talking about it, she talked about this show mission organization, and, and it went from there. Yeah. So, I mean, were you kind of known for that in your, yeah. in your, in your business world as you kind of kept everything in order and people had to come to you to find out where things were? Yes, yes. I always ran client services, project management. A lot of people, the, the quote I would always get was, give it to Sue, it'll get done. <laughs> so that still happens today. So where does one go for this type of training leading to certification to help the chronically disorganized? I never heard that term before. It sounds like a clinical term, and I don't know if it is or not, but where do you get the training for this? It's not a clinical term, but that's how most people think of it. If you think of chronic back pain, it's something that never goes away, and it's a particular struggle for some people, but not for everybody. So, yeah, chronically disorganized is... um, It's a combination of training. You go to the Institute for Challenging Disorganization, and you go to the National Association for Professional Organizers, and you learn how to be an organizer, because a lot of us are organized, but to be able to teach that to someone else and transfer the skills, that's what NAPO does. And the Institute is more about people who, um, we learn about the psychology side, the emotions, we learn about... Uh, most of our training is from psychiatrists and psychologists and leaders in the field, Ari Tuckman in the field of ADHD, people who have leadership in that field, and they come to us and give us classes so that we understand, all right, this is more about what I'm dealing with when I'm organizing with this person. This is how it has to be different. So it's amazing. It's really. It, it almost seems like there is such a demand for it, yet I don't hear a lot of conversation about it. Well, that's a good question. <laughs> is there such a demand for it? I would say, yeah. I Years ago, I had a client, and she said, I don't know if I have ADHD or not, but my therapist says there's this thing called culturally induced ADHD. So we all have attention problems sometimes. If you're overwhelmed with life, if you're helping your parents move into a senior home, and then your child is going off to college. Those are some of the people I deal with because life gets overwhelming and your attention is all on them and it's not on you. All right, back to you here for just a moment. You admit to having been lost yourself. So what did it take to get you back on track? Uh, a lot of courage, 
lot of just believing that believing in myself that I really could do it that I realized I had lost myself in the marriage and that was probably a 50-50 kind of equation there and um, somewhere in there though I felt like I really have to do this I'm not happy and I'm not old enough to be saying that I can't imagine the rest of my life living this way friends having a community of friends was huge having some people at work who um, didn't tell me what to do but they asked me questions like are you happy how is that going what would you do if you weren't here and, and so forth and I think my work was a big at that time my work was a big savior for me because I knew I was good at it so it gave me something to hold on to which is what you need when you're going through a lot of changes so, Sue, what are some of the issues that get in the way of living a more organized, productive life? Things that you deal with in the field. Well, that's a small question. <laughs> what are some of the things that get in the way? Um, certainly something like ADHD, big life changes. Um, a lot of people I work with don't... I, it, it's a blossoming. I don't mean to use any kind of industry lingo, but... A lot of poli- people really believe they can do better than they're doing, but they don't know how to get there. And somewhere inside of them, there's this strength that they just believe they can do it. So what gets in the way would be ADHD, because it's a that's a brain-based condition. It's not anything that you can um, wish away. It's there, so there's ADHD. Anxiety, you know, when you get stressed, your brain just floods and you can't think straight. Some people have that all the time with diagnosed anxiety, depression, things like that. Um, life gets in the way. When, you know, so many people will call me and they'll, they might have bags of mail that they're bringing out from under their bed, like several clients in the plastic bags of mail. And we're going through it and they're not telling me what happened or why this happened, but the rest of their house is gorgeous. Why am I even here? And it turns out that all of a sudden you notice all the dates are in 2013, for example. And so then as long as the, it's going well and the client's comfortable with me, which 99% of the time they are, I'll say, did something happen in 2012, 2013? And then all of a sudden they realize, well, yes, I had a baby, I got married, uh, my mom died, my best friend got cancer. So life overwhelms. And for some people... They just can't quite bounce back because they've got so much of their energy focused on taking care of themselves and bouncing back from the emotions. So we all go through it sometimes. So you now are getting a little more brain function education as you're faced with uh, your father dealing with memory issues. What insight is this giving you into how the brain works? Yeah, how the brain works and also being the adult child of aging parents and how to work with them, both insights. Um, I've gone to all of the neuropsychologist appointments. I understand what they're looking for now. I hear more of the cognitive questions that they ask for. Um, So there's that, but I think more importantly it's, um, or most importantly to me, it's how do I help my mother, who is very competent, deal with caregiving, deal with doctors. You know, she's in her 80s. They don't, that generation was not raised to ask questions. We ask questions. I go in with my list of eight questions and my notebook and I'm taking notes and she's so happy to have me just take over an appointment, which surprised me. I thought she wanted to handle it, but when she was quiet or 
this is her husband, so she gets flooded with anxiety. So I learned, I learned more about the psychology of being the adult child or of being the caregiver. And then also trying to, in a sense, protect my daddy. You know, you, you have the role you grew up with as a kid, and now you're dealing with your parents as a couple, and you're dealing with them as individuals. And how, that's, that's something to navigate. So. so you were in the corporate world, and you uh, have your own business now, which takes guts. But apparently, let's get back to your dad here for a moment. In, in happier times, uh, there's an entrepreneurial spirit that apparently lives in your DNA, right? Yeah, which kind of surprised me. When my friend said, you should be a professional organizer and start your own business, I thought, yeah, that's not me. And of course, at that time, I was the shell of my former self, etc. Um, and then I realized after a while, when it was really clicking and I got some traction, I thought, well, there's got to be something in the family because I couldn't possibly be doing this myself, of course, right? Self-doubt. Um, and I realized that when my dad was in his early 40s, he spun off. He had, he had gone through um, four or five jobs in his career, which for his generation was a lot. And I think some of it was probably an attention issue. I don't, you know, if you've got ADHD and you've got bipolar in the family, there's something, they're both uh, hereditary. So there might have been something there. So he went off and he, he had a couple of different companies. So then I realized, oh, it is in there. And of course my mother, you know, she managed everything and was a volunteer and they had a very rich life. So in a sense, she was creating their personal life. So lots of entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial genes in there. Yeah. So what will be your duties when you take over as president of the Institute for Challenging Disorganization? <laughs> so we have 500 um, mostly professional organizers and organizing coaches like me around the world. It's international. Um, I spoke in Japan to uh, one of our affiliate organizations in November, which is amazing. Um, we are really known for education because because we deal with the psychology side, the emotional side, that's kind of our specialty, the people of chronic disorganization. So that might be because you have Lyme, right? And you wake up in the morning and you're just going to stay on the couch that day because you can't move or the next day you have a great day and you feel really productive. Well, how do you organize your day and your tasks and your to-do list and your life that way when every day is unpredictable? So that's what we teach people to do is to help people have some kind of challenge like that so it's all about the education it's running the board it's really being the face of the organization to the world in a sense um, we have clients or subscribers in nine countries so the the issue is around the world it usually it starts when people notice the hoarding disorder which is a mental health issue the second one that tends to be noticed around the world is ADHD and that it's it was very interesting going to Japan because most of the uh, medications for ADHD or stimulants they're not legal in Japan so it was a real it's always been my philosophy anyway but I had to do more research to understand how do you deal with this if you really can't use the medication what are the alternative strategies so you can't get Adderall in Japan nope nope there was a big about two months before I left there was a big um, I think she was from Portland, Oregon, and her mother, something big in the news where her mom had sent her her medication because she had run out and couldn't get it over there. She was a student or a teacher, I think. She got arrested. And it was huge. It was everything I saw when I started researching ADHD in Japan was that a woman got arrested for taking her pills. Well, 
And uh, finally, Sue, how about a little advice for those who need to overcome lack of focus to start their own business? I mean, this is what you've done, and now you're heading a major organization. So you've done it. What can you share to help others? I would say um, figure out a way to believe that you can do it, whatever that is for you. For you, for me, it was a, having a community of friends, um, going on a retreat. The main thing was the friends. Um, second thing would be uh, get your education. I went to the Small Business Development Center. I went to microcredit. I had an MBA anyway. Um, that's the key because if you don't understand the numbers side of this, you're probably not going to do well if you're not paying attention to that. So some of the skills there. Of course, if you can have a coach, an advisor, um, even a mentor from corporate, someone who understands how to run a business, because too many people go into business thinking, I'm going to get to organize all the time. I'm going to get to be a chef all the time. No, you're not. You're going to get to do that, but a lot of what you're going to have to do is find your new business and manage it. Sue West, thank you very much. Some uh, enlightening thoughts for those who just can't get it together. Perhaps they can get in touch with you. Thanks. Thank you so much.